Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cobb. Thank you so much for joining me. I am really excited for this week's episode. I'm going to be sharing a guide to being a party girl, but being a safe party girl. As most of you probably know, I called off an engagement last year, and it was a very difficult thing to do. During that relationship, I didn't go out at all. My ex and I stayed home. We hung out with his family. We didn't go to bars. We didn't socialize with people our own age. And so after calling off an engagement, I found myself feeling really kind of like not anxious because I didn't have feelings of anxiety, but just overall just nervous and uneasy going into a social scene and hanging out with people my own age, going to bars, exploring nightlife. And the reason being is because I hadn't done those things in so long. When I moved to Austin, I really dove headfirst into the night scene. And I'm not talking like doing crazy drugs or anything like that. That's not for me necessarily. But you know, I, I put myself out there in the social scene, even though I was uncomfortable at first. Over this past year, I have definitely picked up a few tricks along the way. And I figured I would use this episode to share with you guys. Halloween is this weekend. So hopefully you can use these tips heading into the weekend. And yeah, hopefully you enjoy this week's episode. Before we begin, I wanted to kindly remind you guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, to please rate me five stars and to click that follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to give me a thumbs up and to click that subscribe button. And if you aren't already, which I'm sure you already are, but if you aren't already, please make sure to follow me and my podcast accounts on Instagram and TikTok. So it's at Kimberly Cobb and at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast. I'm really trying to hit 10K followers on Instagram. I think that would be awesome for my podcast account. And my TikTok Instagram account, I believe, is just at Kimberly Cobb underscore and at My Lips Aren't Sealed. I don't think there's podcast in there. But go check it out. I post really fun content. I... TikTok is like the Wild West. I just post whatever. It's very not curated. Instagram is definitely the more curated side of things, but I still showcase everything that's going on in my life. So when I'm telling you guys these stories of things that are going on, it's kind of fun to be able to get a visual understanding of the things I'm talking about, which also reminds me, I have uh, vlogs that I post weekly on my YouTube channel as well. So go check them out. Per usual, we are going to get started with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Starting off with highlights, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, you know that I was really into hot yoga at the beginning of the year. Like when it was New Year's, I was like, that's my resolution. I'm going to do yoga all the time, be healthy. And I was on a really good kick for a while, but over time I slowly just like stopped doing yoga 
And then I started to get really bad anxiety and depression. And those things held me back from going back to a yoga class. To give you guys an understanding of where my mind was, it's like, just even the thought, my anxiety, the thought of going to a yoga class, being surrounded by strangers, being in a really hot room, not having somebody to go with, all those things just built up this fear in my mind of going back to a class. And then, you know, with getting assaulted last month, I just, my anxiety has increased. With that said, it has been a goal of mine to go back to yoga, not be scared. The purpose of yoga is to center you and to make you feel at peace. I don't know. The point of yoga is just to make you feel good. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to force myself to go this week. That is my goal. And guess what? Highlight number one, I went to yoga and I feel good. I feel so good. I went on Thursday night with my sister and we did this candlelight class. It was a little more fast paced than I expected, but it was so good. And then Friday night, I went to the same class with my best friend, Danielle, and our friend, Winter. And first of all, I love Danielle and Winter because hot yoga is not their thing and they did it anyways. And I don't think I'm going to get them to go again. Definitely not Danielle, maybe Winter. The heat was too much for her, but it was a really nice class. And it was such a better, more productive way to spend my Friday night rather than going out and going drinking, which is kind of counterintuitive of this episode. But I do think when it comes to going out and having fun and partying, it's all good when there's a balance, like going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like that's a little much, but going out, like staying in Friday night and doing something for your mental health, going out Saturday night, that's a good balance. So that is my highlight was just going to yoga. If yoga is something that you are interested in, uh, or if you have questions about, feel free to DM me, but I definitely encourage you guys going. If you've never done heated yoga, probably start out with regular yoga first because the heat definitely adds an extra level of intensity to the class. But I like it. I like feeling the sweat. I definitely got into a good mindset, especially on Friday night's class. I was just, at the beginning of the class, I felt kind of anxious, but by the middle, my mind, I just felt centered. My mind was at ease and I was able to really visualize myself finding balance in my life. That probably sounds so hippy dippy and weird. I don't know how to describe it, but it felt good and I am so happy. As for lowlights, I have two lowlights, both which have been adding to my anxiety and again, trying to stay centered, trying to really like focus on myself and my mental health during these things that, I, that I'm experiencing. But uh, about two weeks ago, there was a death in my apartment complex, actually the floor beneath me and just one or two apartments over. So I didn't know the person who um, passed away. It is been spoken about in my building by fellow residents that it was a suicide and it's just, it's so sad. And I can't say for sure if it was, but based on 
hearsay. It was a guy around my age who committed suicide. And obviously that's a low light because suicide's very triggering for me. It's something that I like have contemplated at one point or another, and I'm sure several other people have, maybe people you know, maybe people you know have contemplated suicide and not, you wouldn't even know that maybe they haven't talked about it with you, but it is such a tragic, horrible thing. And I feel so awful that one of my neighbors had, you know, been experiencing such a dark time in their life that they felt suicide was the only option. If you are feeling any sort of suicidal thoughts at all, like I I'll leave like a suicide hotline number in the description of this podcast episode. Life is hard. I, you know, I couldn't agree with that more, but you always work through it. That's something that I've come to realize. I've been in abusive relationships before. I've been in really dark places and I've always come out on top. And I just hope that if you're listening and you've ever felt that way, or if you're feeling that way now, that you do see the light at the end of the tunnel and talk to somebody you are cared about, you are loved. And, you know, for me, it was having a neighbor go through something like that. It really triggered me. And I just feel really sad. And it kind of put a dark cloud over our building. But it also teaches you to reflect and feel grateful for your life. And even when times are hard, just again, remember that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there are people who care about you and love you and that you are such a valuable person and your life is worth living. Low light number two for me is that my mom had to go to the ER this past week. If you, you may or may not know, but my mom has cancer and she and her husband sold their house in Sacramento. They are RVing. Um, across California and trying to like soak in all the beautiful sights. And she recently, after doing one of her treatments, just felt so, so sick and was like throwing up a bunch, was feeling super ill. And the pain became so unbearable that she had to go to the emergency room. They did all these tests on her and one, they found an infection. And then two, she was throwing up so violently that she actually broke one of her ribs. And I just like, I wish I could be there for my mom when she's going through stuff like this. And I'm grateful that I'm seeing her in a few weeks. I'm so, so excited to see her, but very scary to be in a situation like that. I'm grateful that where their RV was at the time, she was able to go to Stanford, which is obviously an incredible hospital. They took her in right away, did labs and brought her back to health. And she's doing good now. Don't worry. She's doing, doing much better. But it's those scares that are just like, they make you, you know, freak out a little bit, of course. But that wraps up my highlights and lowlights. Again, if you take anything away from it, it is, you know, again, life is short, but it's worth living. And you are loved. And I really mean it. Seriously. Again, I will put a suicide hotline number in the description if you're feeling in any certain way or if somebody you know is, is feeling any certain way as well. That wraps up the highlights and lowlights section and brings us to the next section of this podcast, which is pop culture and current faves. 
Oh my god, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. Two things in pop culture uh, stuck out to me this past week. Number one, do you guys remember that movie, A Simple Favor? It had Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively in it. It was like a crime thriller and Blake Lively is like this very elegant, bougie woman. And she becomes friends with Anna Kendrick, who's like a, a vlogger, YouTube vlogger. And Blake Lively vanishes one day and Anna Kendrick is trying to figure out what happened to her friend. Okay, that's the plot of the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, it's called A Simple Favor. Definitely recommend watching it. I think that movie, it had like a $20 million budget and they ended up making like $97 million in the box office. It's insane. But the reason I'm bringing this up, this movie's from 2018, I believe. They're coming out with a sequel finally. I am so freaking excited. I love that movie. I love those two actresses. They are so talented, but the sequel's coming out and they haven't released a trailer yet, but they said that the movie is going to have an international flair to it. So keep an eye out. I know I'm going to be, I'm again, so excited for that. Pop culture number two is that if you guys are on TikTok, there are two really big TikTokers, uh, sisters, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. If you don't know them, that's okay, but they have huge followings. And Dixie D'Amelio recently revealed that she's been diagnosed with premenstrual dysphoria disorder. I think I'm pronouncing that right, I hope. It's also known as PDD. So PDD is different than PMS. It's a debilitating mood disorder, often misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder, and people with PDD have a very high suicide rate. It's amazing that Dixie is bringing awareness to this because it affects so many women in the world, and I don't think it's talked about very much. And I think it's, again, incredible that she was open about her diagnosis and is using her platform to help other women. So very, very cool. As for my current fave, oh my gosh, I just placed a huge Amazon order. Like huge. I think it was like $500, you guys. Like I have never <laughs> spent that much money on solos before, but I am investing in a new wardrobe. Uh, this shirt, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a crew neck that has like a skeleton holding a pumpkin on it that is a part of the haul but that's just festive and cute what I actually ended up getting was like a brand new wardrobe for fall new boots skirts outfits and accessories purses sunglasses everything is adorable the purpose behind this haul from a social media standpoint is that I'm doing a Pinterest looks on skinnier models versus what it looks like on a curvier woman. So I'm taking these really cute Pinterest looks. I purchased all the pieces from the outfits that they're wearing. Well, I found like dupes from Amazon and I'm doing like a whole series about recreating those looks. So it's going to be awesome. Make sure to check it out. And everything that I have is going to be linked in my Amazon storefront. So if there are outfits that you thought were really cute, it is saved right there. You just click the link in my bio 
and click Amazon storefront. And it's right there. My second current fave is, oh my God, I like have not stopped thinking about this since I've gotten it. Over the weekend, I met up with one of my girlfriends. We went on a nice long walk around Lake Travis. And then afterwards, we went to this place called Daily Juice. And she was like, you have to get these acai bowls. They're so good. And so I just got the same acai bowl that she ordered. And oh my God, I haven't found a place that serves acai bowls here in, in Texas that compares to any of the places I used to go to in California, especially in San Diego. That's where I lived for like five years. They had the best acai bowls. And guys, this actually compares. So if you're in Texas, um, maybe this might even be a bigger chain. I'm not sure. But Daily Juice, best acai bowl. I think I just got like the berry bowl, but it was so fresh. The texture of the acai bowl was like nice and creamy and it weirdly like didn't melt like at all. Like as long as we were eating it, we ate pretty slowly oh, and I had these little crunchy bites. Oh my God. I think I'm going to go tomorrow. Like so, so good. That wraps up my pop culture and current faves section and brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode, which is your guide to being a fun, let's say party girl. The reason I wanted to talk about this now is if you listened to last week's podcast episode, you know that I am going to be starting antidepressants soon. Again, I've been battling with my anxiety and depression for way too long now, and it hasn't been managed. And we didn't listen last week. That's okay. But back in college, I was on antidepressants for a little less than a year, and it really helped me get out of a dark place. So that's kind of where my head is at right now. I'm really going to start shifting my focus into my mental health, my physical health, and just really figuring my life out and figuring me out. And on Monday, I am going to be starting my antidepressants after Halloween weekend. And the reason being is because obviously you it's not advised to drink while you're on this medication. You can have like a drink or two supposedly, but I'm not much of a risk taker. So I think I'm kind of going to go a little bit cold turkey from drinking just so I can really focus on getting the medication right, letting it do its work in my body without anything interfering with that. Since I start my medication on Monday, this weekend is Halloween and it's kind of like my last big weekend out drinking with my friends. Again, I'm not like a huge party, party girl. Like when I say party, I just mean going out, drinking, spending time with your friends. I am not like a rave going drug doing gal. Like that's just not me. I have too much, too many control issues to <laughs> let that, uh, let myself do something like that. But again, this weekend is Halloween. I am going to be out drinking with my friends. It's going to be super fun. We are going to go out on Friday and Saturday night. So on Friday, Danielle and I are going to go out, just me and her. We're dressing up as the Queen of Hearts. That's what she's being, and I'm being Alice in Wonderland. It's going to be so cute. 
And then I'm pretty sure that Winter is going to meet up with us too. If she does, she's going to try to find like a rabbit costume to wear so she can kind of like match with us. And that's going to be super, super fun. And we're probably going to go to like Rainy Street or West 6th Street. If you're familiar with Austin, those are like really fun spots to go out and drink. And then on Saturday, I'm meeting up with my sister and her friends. And we're probably going to hit up East Austin. That night, I'm going to be dressing up as Regina George. And I found out that one of my sister's friends is dressing up as Regina George's mom. Again, Regina George is from Mean Girls, if you've seen that movie. So it's going to be iconic. I was like, girl, we have to take pictures. That's going to be so good. But it's going to be a really, really good time. I'm also in the middle of sharing my costume reveals on TikTok and Instagram. So if you haven't already, make sure to go check those out. I decided to like post my costumes a little bit early. So that way, if you guys are interested in any of the costumes, um, maybe you need a last minute costume. I linked everything that I'm wearing in my Amazon storefront and pretty much everything is like two day Amazon Prime shipping. So it will come just in time. But again, I figured that this is my last weekend of really going out for a while. And so I would share a few things that I've learned over the past year of being somewhat of a party girl. And like I said, after calling off an engagement and moving to a new state, I definitely put my time in when it came to nights out. And I will say I've definitely learned a lot. So with all that said, here's my little guide to being a fun but safe party girl. Okay, first up is half the fun can be pre-gaming. So invite your girlfriends over, take pictures, listen to your hype up music, do touch-ups, and just like enjoy the process. It kind of reminds me of like being back in college, like you and all your roommates getting ready and that is just part of the fun is like putting on your favorite songs, like making a playlist and just getting hyped together. Also, once you're out, drinking is so freaking expensive. So if you can at least have a drink beforehand, it's going to save you a few dollars. Number two, always carry pepper spray with you. That is pretty self-explanatory. Number three, going out. Go in with the mindset that you are most likely not going to meet your husband's. The reason I talk about this is because when I first started going out after ending a relationship, I was like, oh my God, like I want to meet somebody. Not right away, but over time, I would love to, to meet somebody. And I would meet all these guys, all these super cute guys, but they never wanted anything serious. and putting it into perspective, it's like, would you want your future husband to be out partying every single weekend? Probably not. Like you're probably more likely going to meet your future husband at like a grocery store or doing a sports league or like through friends. So going out, you're going to meet cute guys. You're going to have a good time, but you might not meet your future husband. So don't put pressure on yourself when you're out that you need to meet a guy every single time you go out. Like you need to get somebody's phone number. Just go in with low expectations. Okay. That's all I'm saying. 
Next is to cover your drink with your hand at all times and make sure you watch the bartender make your drink. I can't emphasize this enough. As great as it is to have a guy buy you a drink and bring it over for you, it is so unsafe. Like literally trust no one. I mean, obviously you can trust your girlfriends if they go and get you a drink, but just keep an eye on your drink. Roofing, people putting random drugs in your drinks, like that's a thing. And you need to be very aware of that if you are going out. And even like the bartenders can't be trusted. I have bartender friends and even they have been like, make sure you are physically watching the bartender making your drink because sometimes guys will pay the bartender a lot of money to assist them in roofing a girl. And that is so freaking terrifying. Which brings me to the next tip, which is to always use the buddy system, even if you're going to the bathroom or to the bar, just have, have a friend with you at all times. Next, comfy shoes are in. Oh my God. I wish that when I was in college, comfy shoes were in. When I was in college, we were all wearing like pretty chunky high booties and those are still in. Um, but recently when I go out and I'll just speak for Austin, I'm sure every city is different. Like I'm sure Miami is probably not this way, but in Austin, everybody's wearing sneakers. So embrace the comfort, go out in your comfy shoes and rock those Nikes, but probably like don't wear all white shoes. Like those are obviously going to get destroyed. Speaking of comfy shoes, wear closed toed shoes. Like if you do feel like I want to wear like an open toed shoe, if you're going to a very chill, casual spot, sure. But if you're going somewhere that gets pretty crowded, my sister and I went somewhere crowded. Somebody dropped their glass and it caught her whole foot open. Trigger warning, blood. There was blood gushing all over the floor. It was awful. Like she, had a, she probably should have gotten stitches. I don't know if she did, but she was the only one wearing open-toed shoes. So don't risk it. My next tip is to never text an ex or a fling or a situation ship for comfort or clarity when you are out. Everybody knows that alcohol gives you a little more courage than normal. And I just, I know from experience, I know from watching friends in, in this experience as well, that if they do text you back when you're intoxicated and they want to hook up with you, that says a lot about their character. If they end up responding to something negatively, or if they don't respond at all, that's going to put you in a bad mood. So it's just not worth it. Like wait until you're sober. And then once you're sober, you're probably going to be like, hmm, I probably shouldn't say anything. The next tip is that when it comes to Ubering, try your absolute best to never Uber alone. And if you do share your location with a trusted friend and also to try to call your Uber in like a half hour before closing to avoid those surge prices. I'm not kidding. Like I live pretty close to a certain part of town where there are a lot of bars. And if I call the Uber at 1.30, it's like 10 bucks to get home. If I call it at two, it's 45, $45 from $10. Shocking. So 
Uber with a friend and call your Uber just a little bit early. Next tip is to stick to one type of liquor. Trust me, don't mix. I have only thrown up from drinking once and it was because I mixed my liquor and oh, like I still have PTSD. Like this was like two months ago. I've never thrown up from drinking in my whole life. And it was because I mixed. It was like wine, tequila, vodka. What was I thinking? Like literally, what was I thinking? The next tip is don't put your phone in your back pocket. I have another story about one of my friends. She had her phone in her back pocket. We were dancing, having a good time. Phone got stolen. Her phone literally got stolen out of her pocket. And she didn't even realize until we were heading out home for the night. And that's like, honestly awful. Like if somebody stole my phone, <laughs> I wouldn't lose it truly. So keep your phone in your purse or in your hands, like ideally not in any sort of pocket at all. And my last tip for you guys is to focus on having fun with your friends, not to focus on, again, meeting somebody or meeting your dream guy or being on your phone too much. Again, I love flirting with guys when I'm out. I love taking pictures when I'm out, but it's not my priority. And I make sure to be very present when it comes to interacting with my friends and having a good time with them. And I see a lot of people not doing that. And I think that's what tends to really lessen the uh, success of the night. If you're more focused on boys and texting and pictures, your night is not going to be as fun and carefree. So those are all my tips that I have learned. I am passing them on to you guys. Um, again, I this is my last big weekend out. I'm excited for the journey I have ahead of me. All this said, like I'm still going to go out and hang out with my friends. I can go out and be sober and still have a good time. I don't need a drink to have fun. And maybe you're in the same boat too. Either way, I feel most of these tips still apply, whether you drink or you don't drink at all, like keeping your phone secure, things like that. But I'm still going to go out. I'm still going to have fun. I'm not going to be a complete hermit, but I'm not going to be drinking. And it'll be an interesting transition for sure. I won't say I'm like, an alcoholic. I've never had an issue with drinking, drinking too much, but either way, I think it's going to be really good for my mental health. I hope you guys enjoyed the tips. If you are in your party girl mode, good for you. Seriously. Like I have had so much fun. I've made so many incredible memories this past year from going out and exploring. And also going out is a great way to meet people. It kind of chills everybody out when people have been drinking. It makes it easier to socialize and make new friends. So for me, when I was moving to a new city, drinking and going out was a great way to broaden my circle. So still going to go out, still going to have fun, but I'm just going to do it a little more, a little more sober. If you guys had any questions about the things that I talked about during this week's episode, feel free to leave a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube or to send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb and at my lips aren't sealed podcast. I hope you guys had a great week as well. And again, if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure to rate me five stars. 
I love you guys so much and we will chat more next week.